Hey, Zeph. Hey, Joe. What are we talking about today? Um, I didn't have anything specific. I figured we would just talk about everything. Like um, every, everywhere. Yeah. But let's kind of wrap this up. So can we just do this all at once? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, today we're talking about everything. Everywhere. All at once. Which is a movie, which is an A24 film. Yeah. So. You kind of know what you're getting into with those, because you know it's going to be, for the most part, original. It may be hit or miss. It might not be great, but at Maybe. least you know it's going to be you, something. You do know that there will be 24 frames per second. Yeah. At least a 24th frame. Yeah, the every twenty fourth frame, a every <clears throat> anyway, um, everything everywhere all at once is a new film. Came out this year, probably my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. I have not seen Nope yet, so keep that in mind. Yeah, that's fair. Um, directed by Daniels, which I thought was like a weird one person name or one name person. It's actually just two people. Um, Both they, their name is Daniel. They also did Swiss Army Man with Daniel Radcliffe yes, and Paul Daniel. which I did not watch. It was interesting. Well, actually, let me take that back. I did watch in the middle of the night with you, and I fell asleep. I was slept through the whole thing because yeah. it was like 3 a.m. So I don't Also, remember. it was a bizarre premise. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so this is not their first film, yeah. Daniels. They're very young, though. They're young guys. They're like, what, 30, maybe? Yeah. Um, and this is a film about... Everything. No, you. I'm oh, asking for. I'm asking everything. for the premise. This oh, okay. is not a bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. The premise um, uh, is a woman. You get one free burp per episode. That's it. Do I have to pay for the rest of them? No, the audience. Oh, you have. If I'm looking at the microphone. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so the story follows um, a mother. Who is China? We had this discussion. She's Chinese, right? Or is she Korean? She I don't want to be Asian. We're not trying to be insensitive. I just don't yes, remember. I don't remember. It's been either. a few weeks. I want to say she's Chinese. Um, she runs a laundromat with her husband. It's she's kind of been doing this since they got married. Uh, she has a strained relationship with her daughter, who is trying to connect with the rest of her family because she's lesbian, and so there's a disconnect there. Um, anyways, her husband, as they go and try and what, get a loan or something like that, or pay their taxes, something like they have to pay back taxes or something, and Jamie Lee Curtis is there and plays an old dumpy woman. Best role in the movie. <laughs> her and Short Round yeah. are the best two things out of this movie. Yeah. Um, well, they go to figure that out, and her husband starts acting differently, and he starts telling her the story that he's actually the same guy just from a different universe and he gives her this headset and tells her how to utilize doing that and so what she does is she taps into these other versions of herself um, to accomplish said goal it's I watched this in April so it's been a while since I've seen it um, long story short it turns out to be quite a ridiculous film it's very absurd mm-hmm. um, but overall, rounds up to be a very sweet, tender family movie. It does. 
that I really appreciate. I didn't expect that. So I yeah, I loved I love this movie. I loved it. I did have some complaints, which I will get to. Yep. But I loved it, and I thought that it was very sweet, and it was um, more than that. It was well done. It was very well done. Um. So yeah, I loved the weirdness of this movie. I mean, it w- it, w- it was out there. Yeah. It was. So it's a multiverse movie. Sounds like on the surface it sounds like it'd be a sci-fi movie. Yeah, it's really not. It's a little bit more just of like an avant-garde, like <laughs> yeah. postmodern weird mess that I loved. I really loved all the mashups of genres and the mashup of and like the 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 inter-universe scenes were really great. And her she basically turns into Chuck from Chuck. Yeah. Where she can flash <laughs> yeah. and take people's abilities. Yeah. From but it's like her ultimate self's abilities. And I love the weird raccoon stuff. There's a bit where yeah. she's raccoonatui. What is it? Reddit raccoon. What is the what is the bit? Yeah, it's like some dude. She's what? like fighting a guy with. But it's like a it's a spoof oh, of ratatouille. Yeah, it's ratatouille. Yeah. Is it, what is it called? Is it raccoonatui? What I, does she call it? I don't remember. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, it it was very well done, um, and I'm trying to think of all the positives first. Yeah. I really love the all the performances. I love the way it was directed. Um, the special effects for being so low budget, they, which they were. It was a very low budget film. Yeah, were very well done, and uh, it was perfectly paced, perfectly scripted film. Yeah, I, I'll say this movie is. For those of you who haven't seen it or really don't know what you're getting into, uh, especially if you're not super familiar with A two four, it is. Kind of, I feel like it's that quintessential A two four movie, where it's indie indie. I, don't movie. Know, I feel like that's probably the one that just came out where the lady has a sheep son. I did, I don't know. I didn't see it. I saw the trailers. <laughs> it's like people live on a farm and then their son has a. Their son is born, and he has the head of a sheep, and it's just a sheep child that they try to raise. Have you not? Do you not know what I'm talking about, dude? I haven't been in the movies. I, don't, I, don't I saw this on all. YouTube. I don't know. Hold on, a two four sheep movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna search this. What it's I was called Lamb. Lamb. And the, can I? We watch the. Let's watch the trailer on this episode. Okay. Live. Okay. Live reaction. So, woman standing in a graveyard. She was in Prometheus. I'm sure she was. I um, think. The, all the best of them were. So, they're, they're sheep farmers. And then this happens. God only knows place. And they're raising a sheep. I'm going to mute this so that we don't get copyright strikes from the Beach Boys. Yeah, because we get paid. Is Brian Wilson alive? alive? Probably. So... They're, they have a human-sheep hybrid son. Or no, no, wait, no, that's not what it is. They're raising a sheep's... They're raising a lamb, and then the mother lamb, the mother goat, sheep, whatever it is, they she wants it back. And so she's like chasing... The, it's like a horror movie, and it makes no sense. I've not seen it. I've seen bits and pieces, and I've seen the trip. See, look at that. Anyway, I feel like this is the quintessential A24. The only reason I bring this up is I feel like this is a little more out there and probably more, um, you know, you, you continue. Why I was saying it was the, the quintessential A24 movie is it 
for the most part, succeeds on everything. It's, it might not. It might not be the best movie that A Two Four has put out or produced. It may not be the most well written, but I think for the most part, everything that is encompassing it is well done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah. It, it 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 has a very fascinating plot. It's acted very well. Um, it's very engaging and entertaining, and it, it just it sums up really nice. It sticks to landing. Um, I really enjoyed the movie. I I don't. I'd have to take a look at all their movies. I don't remember what's out there. If it would be my, it probably is my favorite. Um, I know A two four has quite the foothold in the horror game right now, which I like. I like indie horror. I like the fact that they're giving a lot of people who have weird, creepy ideas a chance to display some more original horror ideas. I really like that. Because I think it's been kind of stagnant for a while. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, they do have a, a lot of horror genre movies. Yeah. And I think this, like, I'm glad it isn't another one of those. As much as I like those, I'm glad it's something new and different. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought it was one of the most creative films I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading what I liked from my text that I sent you. Okay. Yeah. Um, one thing I forgot to mention is it's a very funny movie. It is. It's it hilarious. Is. It's very, very funny. Um, the only... So, can we get into complaints real quick? Yeah. Just so I can get this out of the way because uh, it's the bulk of kind of what I had to say. Because otherwise, other than this, it was really great. You just got to watch it to understand. Um, but for me, I don't think it quite stuck the landing thematically. Okay. I think it did narratively, but thematically it didn't, and I think it could have it could have benefited from some more clarity and just some more. I don't know how to say it. I think it could have been it benefited from some more well-rounded writing in terms of its philosophy and its themes. So, um, the whole premise is there's infinite universes, and the girl, the daughter, is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. She's the antagonist because she's what do they call her? Um, they got a weird prophetic name for her. Yeah. She's she's the I don't know. She's basically the white horse of death, whatever the pale yeah. horse of death. She's yeah. uh, um, she has come awake and realized that she's in a multiverse and realized that nothing matters. And very nihilistic. She's basically yeah. She's become the embodiment of nihilism. She just wants to destroy everything because none of it matters. None of it has any ultimate meaning to her. Yeah. And she's so she's jumping between universes, wreaking havoc. And the only person who can stop her, for some reason, they they make it seem messianic, like she's the chosen one. Yeah. But it's really just because she's her mom. Yeah. Turns out, um, which I loved. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I thought that it, it took this grand like messianic story and made it just about a mom and a daughter yeah. and it's a personal family moment I loved all that that yeah. was great um, but so and I also loved that uh, the thing to me was just it's, it's not quite clear on the themes it was trying to get across I think it could have benefited from clarity as that's all. fair that's valid. and so uh, it felt a little messy to me which it, it was a messy movie it was an yeah. everything bagel There's, you know yeah. it, that makes sense but so the daughter becomes depressed and nihilistic and pours all of her anxieties and everything into this it's, a, it's like a singularity 
She calls the everything yeah. bagel. It's just literally everything on a bagel. But what it's just a it's a MacGuffin. It's the quintessential MacGuffin. It's a <laughs> yeah. plot device. It yeah. means nothing. But it's just it's this physical manifestation of all of her anxieties and worries and all of the world's woes and everything bad and good. It's just everything. It's just nothing matters. Here it all is in this bagel. And remind, correct me anywhere I'm wrong because it's been a few weeks since I've seen this. Um, but she basically wants to collapse reality in on itself, right? Yeah. Through this singularity thing because nothing matters. Yeah. Um, and her mom, her mom's response, and this is what I liked. It, it, the, 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 the thematic stuff that I loved was that it was a reject, a philosophical rejection of nihilism. It was her mom stared with her into the bagel <laughs> of everything. Yeah. Of despair, basically. Spared, just looked into the pit of despair with her and said, no, that this is not all there is. It's not all that matters because I love you and I want you to be okay. So it was just like a mother's love saved the day in yeah. the end. I love that. What I don't love is that it seemed to me that it didn't really offer a solution. It seemed clear that the writers, Daniels, I guess, wanted to say that this kind of existential despair is bad, right? But they didn't offer an actual alternative. They they attacked the, the themes of, like, nothing matters because we're all just protoplasm floating in space and alternate realities. Mm-hmm. Um, but you shouldn't let that despair you because life still has meaning. But they don't give a reason that life still has meaning. The mom's reason is just, let me give you a hug because I love you. Things matter. And then that, that works. That's how the movie yeah. resolves. And it's fine because it's a small family story. But it, I don't think it, I don't think it actually worked in the sense that like, it doesn't give an alternative. It doesn't give a meaning. And that gets into the philosophical yeah. crap and the worldview crap of, <clears throat> of when you're, of, what you believe about the universe but but I think it kind of it, it like it's like it opened the door to that it has to go there but it yeah. just didn't go there well I think it didn't flesh out those things because the absurdity of everything that happened 10 minutes into the last 5 minutes like that entire chunk all to serve this really small story it took the scenic route to really talk about this really uh-huh. simple idea um, and it didn't flesh those things out because I don't think that was the purpose that it intended to pull off. Right. Whereas, really, you you have this the main character who's really upset with her life and is having a really hard time managing and like dealing with the dynamics of her family. But now you have this representation of the mom who she can be and the daughter who she might already have. This very nihilistic, lost confused daughter and when it boils down all the way to the end is that she's just been neglecting like the needs of her daughter right it's a really really simple yeah story that it's telling yeah I like that yeah and I, I, I guess my only the thing that I texted you originally was that there were too many themes yeah and none of, and none of them were fleshed out fully you know what I mean yeah, it, that's it, valid. It, it wasn't focused it yeah. was like let's it, tackle all this it threw a lot of ideas out there and just in the midst of and it. A, that's yeah. fine. I mean, a movie can do that. I just felt like by the time I got to the end, there was a combination of, okay, well, I I agree with the filmmakers that nihilistic existential despair is bad, yeah. but 
I don't think they gave a good enough reason for why should she abandon the bagel and turn to life again. (laughs) Other than my mom gave me a hug, you know. Um, You wanted a better debate. I wanted wanted it to be a little bit, yeah, a little bit more philosophical. Yeah, but that—that's not a huge complaint because you can't expect that out of out of a movie. But then the other thing was just that I didn't feel like it connected, and this is more of a filmmaking critique, less of a philosophical one. I didn't think it connected that stuff solidly to the plot enough okay because the plot itself like the actual on the ground plot the stuff that like uh, uh, like uh, like the people who only watch MCU movies care about like the continuity <laughs> stuff yeah. like how does this actually connect because so the plot she's pulled between universes she can jump and pull stuff out of universes she's trying to stop the end of all existence from this evil entity that's overtaken her daughter yeah um because she's the chosen one or whatever or this or that um, but when I watched it at the end I don't think they actually resolve any of that actual stuff it, it completely abandons the tangible stuff and goes toward the emotional stuff of oh I've got to save my daughter Yeah. but then they don't explain why gosh okay now now I'm blanking because it hasn't it's been too long since I've seen it we should have done this sooner but um, wasn't there something about like somebody tried oh gosh hold on I never, my criticism is lost because I can't remember the plot of the actual movie itself but I remember there being something where I'm like the movie ended and I'm like okay you never explained why something happened some central plot point was never explained gosh I can't even freaking remember do you know what I'm talking about there was like like what was the plot? Can you explain the plot to me, and maybe I'll, it'll jog my memory. Um, so her husband from a different universe pops into her own and tells her about the gist of her ability to do something. That being that if she does a series of tasks, that those series of tasks get you closer to becoming a different you in a different universe right that which in connects you to that one and, gives and you can you pull its an abilities. insight and yeah. pull its abilities um, all to serve the greater purpose of being able to prepare you and equip you for the oncoming threat of your daughter or this and what was the threat. what was the daughter trying to do what was the daughter trying to do that's the thing I'm Oh yeah, that's true. I don't remember. Well, I don't remember. Like I know she had, which was nihilistic and trying to destroy everything. But, but whenever she got there, I don't remember. She what got there and tried to kill Grandpa or something, right? Didn't something she? Something. Like and then there was the there was the whole. Okay, maybe that was what it was. There was this whole secret society from the Omega Universe or the Alpha Universe or whatever it was, um, run by her Grandpa in the wheelchair. Remember? Yeah. And their goal was that they were trying to. Okay, maybe this is it. They were trying to find her to make her fight the daughter. And then at some point they turned on her, right? In the movie? Didn't they turn on her and try to kill her? Because that, that was, a, I think, that. I mean, they all died. Well, there was something where somebody was trying to kill her, and then they just stopped. Like, it, the movie never resolved it. She resolved the thing with her daughter, but there were still people after them. Yeah. Or something like that, that I remember. And I can't remember why... They just stopped. You can just look up the plot. I could just look it up, I guess. Everything, everywhere, <clears throat> all one's plot. I would say with a movie of this intensity, I was less 
focused on the nuances of its philosophies and themes, which were present and were noticeable, and I appreciated them. My main um, criticism of this movie was of all of its filler contents. I think it's... Hot dog fingers? Yeah, there's like just... There were so many random tangents and filler stuff, things that they filled the movie with to show the absurdity of everything, all of these different universes and all of the different ways life could have turned out and all the different lives that other yous are living. And there's just this grand absurdity with the movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it utilizes that very, very well. I agree. Like I, I think that it does utilize that idea and that concept very well in this film. My only dislike is that it felt really forced in a lot of areas when it would give you something really absurd and then there felt like there was an expectation to find that funny or humorous because of its absurdity. It felt like random humor. And that's was really my only major critique of the movie. I think when, when you have a movie of this scale that's deciding to take on all of these different tasks and utilize this really absurd grand story for the sole purpose of telling a really small story, I think a lot of things are going to get lost because they, it, yeah. they quite literally bit off way more than they could. That, yeah, exactly. Chew. And that was my main complaint, yeah. which is that I think they bit off more than they could chew. It was just, there was so much going on that it couldn't all yeah. be done, dealt with neatly. Yeah. And I looked at the plot and yeah, so it was Alpha Gong Gong. So her, her alpha grandpa, whatever, the guy in the wheelchair, the guy from, uh, yeah, I know. Big Trouble in Little China. Um, he was yeah he turned on he was trying to kill her the whole like most of the movie the second half him and all the soldiers were after her and all it says is that she defeats them by and this is at the end where she each of their uh, each of the alpha people's soldiers she uses the multiverse knowledge to find out what's hurting each of them and gives them happiness. So that's where she's like on the stairs and she's giving each yeah. of them their nirvana or whatever. And I, so I guess that's how they resolve that. But I feel like they made it seem like the alpha people were like a way bigger organization. I didn't feel like they would just give up. I, I didn't understand that. But I guess that's, the, that's a really minor complaint. My only complaint really philosophically, I guess, was that it seemed like the solution to all this just came from within. Like, oh well, but yeah, nothing has any meaning, but just give it meaning, and give That's come fair. and give it a hug. And I was like, that. I feel like if somebody's at the brink of absorbing everything into a bagel because they think everything is meaningless, I didn't feel like that would be enough. But. Uh, whatever that, that's a that's also not really the point the point is um, just that I don't know there's a lot of points <laughs> that, I guess that's my critique is there's a lot of points they're not all fleshed out completely and they can't be that's fine that's part of the charm of this movie is that it's all over the place I think it's great um, there really is in the great it, I think this is the best movie of the year so this is obviously a minor complaint I just keep talking about it because <laughs> yeah. it's my only complaint it's our only complaint so we have to I'm fleshing it, it out, right? Possible. Exactly, but that—that's—that's that's really all I have to say about that. I think it was yeah. great. I think that the performances were great. I love that Short Round came back for no reason. He hasn't acted in like decades, and he just came back for this. That's pretty cool. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Overall, I really liked it. 
Well, you know what comes next. Grave of the Fireflies. No, you have to give it a number. You oh, have to give this a number. Right. Um, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Uh, granted, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I'm going off of my one viewing okay. feeling. This might change when I watch it again and we do another episode, but for now, I'm going to give it probably a 21. Sweet. Yeah. I was going to give it a 22. Cool. But I'm not even kidding. I was going to give it somewhere around a 20, so that's, yeah. that's solid. Um, yeah, I liked this movie better than any of the people who I saw it with. All the people I watched it with were like, what is this weird, stupid movie? This is so bizarre. I hate this. I interpreted that as you liked the movie more than you liked those people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I liked yeah. it better than any of them did. Yeah. No. 22. And um, um, I watched this with Steve and Austin in Chicago, and Austin fell asleep in the <laughs> he can't watch a movie without falling just, asleep he's just Noah he doesn't he want can't Noah watch a movie to save his life yeah. um, me and Steve loved it though so. so I watched hey actually random shout out to Logan Curtis Logan, Logan. you should be on the podcast soon um, this is probably uh, this is I think his favorite movie of all time now or, really? or it's up there on his letterbox account it's one of the top four Heck so yeah. um he really liked this movie a lot. And uh, I agreed with all the reasons that he liked it. You know, the whole, yeah. like, don't despair, you know, love each other, yeah. that, that kind of stuff. I should look up what he said about it, but I don't remember. Anyway, great movie. Um, not as good as Clue, 1985. Yeah. Not as good as Empire Strikes Back. Not as good as Raiders of the Lost Ark. Not as good as Poltergeist, which we should talk about sometime. I'd give that movie a 19 for the record. <laughs> uh, let's see. It's better than... Um, better, better than... Better than Venom. Better than Venom. It's better than Spider-Man Homecoming. Better than how? Uh, what else? Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, it's weird when you start comparing, comparing stuff like, random like just random stuff. But you gotta rank them. That's the point of this podcast. Sure, yeah. You have to rank them. Um, it's better than. Is it better than Schindler's List? <laughs> 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 answer right now. You have to answer. I have only seen parts of Schindler's List. Oh really? Yeah. Is it better than? Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Is it better than... Superman 2? Yeah. Is it better than... Jaws? Objectively or subjectively? You pick. Subjectively, yeah. I think objectively, no. You know that Quentin Tarantino, like last week, came out and said that Jaws is the best movie ever made? That's a bizarre take I didn't expect from him. <laughs> it's not his favorite. He, he thinks yeah. that the greatest movie ever made is best greatest Good, the Bad, and the, yeah, yeah, good, the, bad and the Ugly, or whatever. I don't think he uses that distinction, but he said stuff on it. But literally, last week in an interview, he was like, Yeah, I think if we're talking like influence and just objectively, like it has flaws. Uh, that's what but I was going to That's why I put Jaws is the best movie. I think. Yeah. 
I don't think it's better objectively because I think this like yeah you it's hard you can't measure crap like that like I think it was such a well done movie like filmmaking especially well then you have to look at what it inspired and the also inspired and like the way it set up that's like that way of movie blockbuster there's like the first movie blockbuster like you gotta see you gotta see people get attacked by sharks come to the movies and see it this Sunday 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 kind of thing you just convinced me to go to the theater (laughs) and it's the movie's not even showing oh it came out so hey I have another question this is a real real kicker I think okay is everything everywhere all at once better than the sixth sense I think if you're watching them both from a first viewing, no. Yeah, I'd put six cents above. Yeah. What about the happening? No. What about the bye bye man? No. What about Cloudy with the Chains of Meatballs too? No. Toy Story? Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. (laughs) You're gonna have to go back and think about these. Wait, what? (laughs) You were asking, is it better than? all of these dumb movies and then he asked is it better than Toy Story and you said no yeah. so, oh you said yeah oh you were yeah. saying no on all those yeah I was being dumb oh you were being the opposite okay yeah but real though Toy Story or everything everywhere all it was I don't know how to measure that in my brain I don't either but I'm picking Toy Story I'm gonna say Toy Story but I'm gonna be real with you I don't think I've seen Toy Story since like maybe 6th grade I think you should rewatch the Toy Story trilogy I've seen clips and it looks tough I mean, the animation. I mean, like, yeah, the animation. Yeah, I know yeah, it's yeah. a great movie. It has this long-standing No, but... So we did that Pixar episode, like, two years ago, yeah. where we ranked every Pixar movie. And yeah. I'll say right now, I stand by my ranking. I don't remember what it is, but I could not have possibly been wrong. Um, so I stand <laughs> by... objective it. and subject to change. Uh, yes, exactly. But um, you should watch the Toy Story 1 and 2. Yeah. And... Uh, and tell me if it's better than Jaws. Wait, what are we talking about? Everything. Everywhere? All at once. You know what else is everything everywhere all at once? The, our iTunes reviews. <laughs> See you next week. Or in a month. Thank you.